Days past Tooncast! Adult conversations about yesterday's animation. Animations. Saturday morning at Cartoon Fair. Days past Tooncast! and welcome to the Days Past Tooncast. My name is Will. My name is Travis. And on this podcast, we have adult conversations about... Yesterday's animations. After last episode, in which the G.I. Joes, the Cobra and their commander... The Joe Bros. And the heavy metals were all discussed at length. It was, it was an edgy, dark chapter... <laughs> Riffs galore. Yes. In the book of Days Past Tooncast, we decided we need to take a bit of a left turn, almost a U-turn. Almost park the car. (laughs) Just Just park park the car. Park it. And take a plane. Take a spaceship Uh to the most colorful place in the universe. Today, we are talking about a cartoon that's willing to ask and answer the tough questions, like, where do colors come from? Why? And who's in charge of them? <laughs> Who is in charge of these uh-huh. colors? Who's managing them? Uh-huh. Who's in charge of that crap? It is a little lady with a big set of responsibilities. <sighs> One who plays an important role in a surprisingly complex fantasy world. As we found out, <laughs> I had to do re- I was reading uh-huh. things that I just thought I, w- I had entered a new series of young adult fantasy <laughs> novels with a very complicated Christian backstory. sci-fi, baby. Yes. We're talking about none other than... Rainbow Bright. Rainbow Bright, see the shining light. Your sun gonna take you to Rainbow Bright. Starlight light, right before your eyes. And rainbow colors will cheer you up. That song yeah. has been in my mind. <laughs> Burned into it. Heavy, ingrained. This entire week yep. that we've been looking into this cartoon. <laughs> Um, it sounds manic because it is very happy, but it is like a marching band that's been sped up so that they are forced to walk really fast. Like, nah, 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 nah. Or like, it sounds like a factory of workers that have been hopped up on pixie sticks and they're pumping out scratch and sniff stickers. It sounds like you got stuck in a nightmare yes. is, is what, what happened there. And I love it. It's very catchy. It's great. Rainbow Bright is a, and she remains to this day, a small little girl, a little child, uh-huh. who is, just to say it simply for the time being, because we're going to have to get into all the mythology. There's a whole cosmology behind this. Not cosmetology. I'm sure she's influenced that area as well. <laughs> but a whole cosmology behind the world of Rainbow Bright. But to say it simply for now, she is in command of and in charge of colors. All of them. R- Roy, G, Biv, <laughs> all of them. <laughs> She is in charge of all the colors, and she seems to be able to at least make rainbows happen and use them, and they're solid. So that's like she's like a superhero kind of in Uh that way. Uh, She is a very powerful young lady, and she is way too young and small, in my opinion, as brave and powerful as she is, to be in charge of all this. Now to find the sphere of light and make this whole world beautiful. She looks like she dressed herself, like in the best creative child way, kind of a space flight attendant. Yeah, look, yep. but with a lot of a lot of rainbow colors on there, arm and leg warmers that are like the Michelin Man on Pride Day, uh-huh. like just weird. Like it looks like this little circles that you have as a kid. Yeah. That you you yeah. stack them up and they do. It's Roy G. Biv again. Yep. yep, that she's just wearing those on her arms and legs for some reason. I guess because she gets cold. Good description. I like flying it. through yeah. space. This yeah, is true. That's on point. I do have to say that as cute as she is as a character, she has a big old head. <laughs> 
It's precious moments. It is. It's precious moments, Ed, yeah. 100% of her face is squished into 3% of the bottom front real estate of her head. And it's kind of creepy because of how big her head is. Uh It was animated in Japan, so there is a very anime flavor to it, and that's not atypical for them. But there is um, an uncanny valley of cuteness, and they sat in it. I think right in the middle of the valley. They are not crossing through. They're just planted there. Uh, But very cute. She also has... This, you may not notice this, just seeing a picture of her, if you you have to really study it, as we have to notice. She has a little purple star on her face right beneath her eye. She's killed one person. I was going to say, there. now if it was an outline, I think that just means attempted murder. Mm, if it's yeah, the yeah, outline yeah, of the star. Yeah, there's different yeah. rules. So maybe that's like, maybe that's why she's so sweet, but also very brave and kind. It's like she's done her time and been rehabilitated, mm-hmm. maybe in color jail, space jail, because she seems to travel through space. We're mostly set on a planet in the cartoons we watched, but that's that's her her life really is all about keeping and maintaining the color. Uh huh. Yeah, <laughs> I support Rainbow Bright one hundred percent, and I do believe that she's capable. But do we really want children in charge of something as important and far reaching as color? <laughs> Like, in charge of it. Because uh-huh, right. children at that age, I mean, she doesn't look to be more than six or seven. You're right. In my mind, you're still learning colors as a main subject in school. Uh-huh. Like, that's, you're still might get them wrong. Yeah. You might say, oh, no, I, I meant blue. I'm sorry. That's that's blue. <laughs> that's something that we don't have to deal with uh-huh. as, as older people. I don't feel like she should be in charge of that. It's heavy. It is. It's heavy. You, here's the thing. Yeah. You're at a stoplight. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, the colors are mixed up or gone completely. Shit. Because a child's in charge of it. A child who's who's basically Uh. the goddess of colors. (laughs) And there's a lot of spirituality going on with this this lady in her world. Not really undertones, just just really just flat out there. This cartoon that we watched, we watched a couple episodes. They are mostly a spiritual parable, I guess. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. But there's something going on. It seems like somebody who was writing on Rainbow Bright came in with their personal belief system about the universe, some kind of new age thing, and just said, why don't we just use this? I already believe this. Guys, I just got clean. Yeah. and (laughs) I'm ready to write now. And then they turned it into a line of cartoons and many other things. Yes. And this cartoon and this franchise at large, it's all about bright colors and joy and simple happiness and it seems like the whole thing is just violence on people who are colorblind. Uh. <laughs> like this is this is a show that yeah. you would be very confused and probably put out by. I'm going to make up as a non-colorblind. Uh-huh. Uh, I feel like this is just really putting them out. And we really don't think of the. I mean, uh, the blind for sure, but that's uh-huh. true, I guess, of a lot of things. But yeah, the colorblind. Do we have any guides? Like, if you're watching a show that's all about color like this. Uh. Where someone is like, you can turn on captions that say like, actually, that's red. This thing right here, that's red. That's green. That's red. It's just pointing to. Yeah, it's just pointing at something. Uh-huh. Hey, by the way, that's red. And you're like, really? Interesting. Crazy. I wonder what red is. As we've previously covered, in 1983, the American Greetings Greeting Card Corporation was already breeding Care Bears. They had already figured out their super weapon <laughs> that they were going to use to conquer the world. Cute slash love. Yes. Earlier than that, though, they already had a big hit mm-hmm. with Strawberry Shortcake in the 70s. That was the last decade. So they were just in charge, right. large and in charge. Yeah. <laughs> and this is what inspired none other than the Hallmark Corporation, also greeting cards, mm-hmm. to capture a little space girl and force her to be their soldier on the front lines as they entered the greeting card cutie arms race. I, I figured Hallmark would have already been deep into that. Right. I guess they were late to the game relative to American Greetings, or at least they weren't thinking in terms of how do we make more money from more things uh-huh. from yeah. one idea. 
I don't want to have to keep coming up with new ideas. And there was a time in this country and in this world where you could build an entire empire on folded pieces of paper that have a picture and a kind word right? on them. And this yeah. is that time. Right before we were born, Travis. Uh-huh. Beautiful. Yeah. Just a beautiful time. And now Hallmark, I mean, I think of it as the the television station, uh-huh. a resting place for actors who have either given up or on whom we have given up. Uh-huh. And it's just the ease, like that's the paycheck now. But no, back then they were still in the, well, they're still in the greeting card game uh-huh. and you've still got the the stores at malls, which I feel like they're, they're, sprinkled, they're sprinkled in. I feel like they're not as heavy as they once, no, once were. And malls aren't as heavy as they once. They're really mm. slimming down. Yes. The malls. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. And I, I I guess there are some that do exist independently from a mall. But yeah. that, that seems even, look, a Hallmark store, it just always bummed me out. Fuck and yeah. it seems like they're always <laughs> shutting down or the, the mall is shutting down. And I can't help but maybe blame the Hallmark store for that. Uh, and if you're on your own. <laughs> they had their hands yeah, in that. If you're on your own in a strip mall as a Hallmark store, I want to know who's in charge of that place. I want to meet the manager. I just want to uh-huh. know <laughs> who's behind this. And it's weird once you know her mission and what she's responsible for, seeing her on a car and I'm like, you got other things to do. Yeah, she's you, pressing. You hopefully, got responsibilities. Hopefully this was a fast photo shoot. Yeah, you, you got stuff to do. You stopped in, they snapped a pic uh-huh. and you're back you know, on the phone with Green saying, hey, I need you out at St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. Her main mission, as far as Hallmark was concerned, was not spreading the joy of colors. It was to bring Hallmark into the licensing business, which meant tons of merchandise. We talked about it a little bit. Uh, toys were the e- are the easiest. You go to that automatically. Yeah. They were made by Mattel, the people who brought us, hey, man, of the masters of the universe, <laughs> and tons of other great stuff by Mattel. Rainbow Bright, you make me happy. Rainbow Bright makes everyone happy. Rainbow Bright has a purple star in her cheek and a rainbow star in her dress. She's by Mattel. I mean, look, there were albums, there were storybooks, I believe, you know, the uh, golden books, If you, they still make them. They do. They're yeah. the kids books and they're made out of like the thickest cardboard. Uh-huh. So you can't eat them. I don't know what it's for for kids. And then they have the little golden spine on the outside. Right. With the decorative uh, noise on it. Yeah, it yeah, is. Yeah. Like what is, what's on them? <laughs> it's hieroglyphics yeah. or something. Uh, yeah, they did, man. One of the books, uh, Rainbow Bright and the Brook Meadow Deer. I don't look. Brook Meadows sounds like an apartment <laughs> complex for starters, and so I. But that doesn't sound like a job for Rainbow Bright. Uh, right? That sounds like a job for the Park Ranger uh-huh. from Yogi Bear. <laughs> uh, other ones, uh, Rainbow Bright, Save Spring. I think we're onto something there. Now that's good, yeah, because that's when the colors come back, and uh-huh. uh, yeah, they go to sleep in the winter, and that's probably when Rainbow Bright she goes into hibernation during that time as well. <laughs> it's a big season for them. Uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, Rainbow Bright uh, and the Color Thieves. Okay, now that now we're on a, we're on a track. Color now. right there in the name. Uh-huh. There's not even a question of what's going on. <laughs> uh, and Rainbow Bright and the big color mix up. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oopsie! Yeah, my purple's green now. I oopsie! I little mantle. <laughs> and that's just a few of them. Man, well, that's. It sounds like she got up to a lot at the mm-hmm. time, and it was a lot of fun. <laughs> I mean, she got up to so much. Uh, the place to be if you were trying to be or had you. This is how you know you had become a child icon is if you appeared in some form, maybe as a giant balloon, at the Thanksgiving Day Parade from Macy's. Mm, yes. Oh, yeah, for yes. sure. And I, maybe there was a Rainbow Bright balloon. That's not what we're talking about right now. I found a YouTube video of the 1985 Macy's Day Parade. Macy's Day. <laughs> Happy Macy's Day, everybody. When the Pilgrims <laughs> first discovered Macy's. Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. We should shorten that if we ever have it again. Uh, yeah. But Rainbow Bright herself showed up to put on a concert with dancers 
and everybody's just a person dressed up in colorful clothing, dancing and singing, or they are in a full-on mascot costume of characters from the show, <laughs> including Rainbow Bright, despite yeah. the fact that she is a human being. Mm -hmm. uh, they didn't just get a woman and kind of dress her up like Rainbow Bright. She is a full-sized foam mascot version of Rainbow Bright, introduced by none other than... Pat Sajak. Well, coming up next is a delightful float furnished by Hallmark Properties. Sexy bastard. The colorful world of Rainbow Bright. He was sexy back then. Look at him. And there she is riding her magical flying horse, Starlight. Also joining her are five of her sprites. And with them is a special added attraction, a show of hands USA, who we saw perform earlier when they did Jingle Bells this morning. Now, they join in the song Rainbow Bright and Me. Happy Macy's Day. Those little sprites. It's great, man. This is, is, I mean, I yeah. wish we still did this. They should bring this back. They Absolutely. should bring this back one this time. This should bring us back this year or whenever it's safe again. I don't know. I love it. I highly recommend going to check this out. Rainbow Bright at the 1985 Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, not the Macy's Day Parade. Uh-huh. Don't give them a holiday. <laughs> oh, great Easter egg. Following the strawberry shortcake and Care Bear method of yeah. taking over children's minds, Hallmark went with greeting cards, merch, which meant toys, and of course, uh, the parade we just saw. Uh -huh. <laughs> and also, you got to have a cartoon, which is the reason for the season here yep. today. <laughs> In 1984, they started making Rainbow Bright cartoons uh, from Deke, of course. None other. Do it. Hey, man, do it cheap. Do, do it cheap. Do it cheap for us. There were two seasons from 1984 to 1986. I, you can't even call it that. 13 episodes total. So they weren't burning up the road making uh. these things. <laughs> they just made 13 episodes and a lot of them were two-part specials. Yeah. So it wasn't even like, hey, every week, check out what's going on with Rainbow Bright. Probably because like, what all could go wrong with color? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> what all could happen? You're going to run out. So they, they were smart. They didn't make too many. They weren't cranking them out, but they were very defensive out the gate with a press release that they put out at the release of the cartoon. Uh, I say defensive. I yeah. mean, it also is like them trying to get people on Just board. get ahead of it, yeah. Yeah, but we've talked about this before on Fat Albert, on He-Man. Shout out. Yeah, hey, shout out, guys. Yeah, shout out. And also, shout out to the Thundercats. They did it here, too. They brought a child psychologist or a self-proclaimed uh -huh. <laughs> child psychologist onto the show. I don't know if they brought them on in this case to advise on the show or merely to comment on a written press release. Yeah. So who is this for? I don't know. They're sending it out to television stations, I guess affiliates, to pick up the show. But are who cares? Like this is stuff for parents to read if they're not sure if their kid is ready for Rainbow Bright. Right. Okay, check this out. Yeah. This is a direct quote. Okay. According to a psychologist at the University of Missouri, the three half-hour Rainbow Bright specials offer more than just action and adventure. The program focuses on many positive lessons that enhance a child's development. So they're basically saying, like, this is like miracle grow for your child. This will be good. This thing that we uh -huh. made because greeting cards ain't enough anymore. <laughs> Further, Dr. R. Chris Martin, not the guy from Coldplay. This is R. Chris oh, okay, Martin. Okay, yeah, okay, and not George R. R. Martin. R. Chris Martin. Confusing. Okay, yeah. A full-time faculty member and a consulting psychologist for Hallmark Cards, Inc. stated that the Rainbow Bright story focuses on positive values like leadership, teamwork, and problem-solving skills. Agreed on that front. She is a very good role model for any child. Oh, yeah, for yeah, sure. So, yeah. And, and you know what? For me, as an adult, also. My day's gone better since I watched it, so. It really made me happy yeah. to see uh, this. Yeah, 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 same here. Continuing. Each episode is full of bright, bold colors. Martin also stated, 
Research shows that colors can enhance a child's emotional development by tapping the creative and imaginative instincts in all of us. Okay. So he's saying that because there are colors in this cartoon and color television is we've had it yeah, for it's decades. Been, it's been for yeah. a minute. Yeah. Hey guys, this cartoon has colors. Your kids are gonna freak. Your grades are going to go up because there's colors in this fucking thing. No, this guy is just, pull- <laughs> this is a scam. Psychologists and cartoon producers were colluding, running a scam on the American people, making us think there was some therapeutic use for it. No. He pocketed a check. Yeah. And it's payola. Our products are psych approved. Uh-huh. They got colors. <laughs> Can you believe it? In preparation for today, we watched two episodes of Rainbow Bright. They were originally released on December 4th and 5th. So we only had to wait a day to find Uh out what happened. (laughs) 1984, entitled The Beginning of Rainbow Land, which is where Rainbow Bright is set. That is not her homeland uh, because she arrives there at the beginning of the episode, Uh but it is ultimately (laughs) where the show is set. We don't know a lot about Rainbow before she arrived. (laughs) It's just the backdrop. Yeah. Yeah. It looks great. It was animated in Japan, as we were talking about. That also means, and this is what tends to happen, the monsters are just too scary for kids. Uh-huh. Like, they are a little too detailed, a little too real. They, yeah, they they know their horror over yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. and I, it's like, at least my family, I wasn't sheltered from a lot as a kid, but I wasn't seeing R-rated movies until I went with a family friend to see Universal Soldier, and no one thought about oh, how it was R-rated. Shout out. Yeah. yeah, but before that, I did have a friend. <laughs> I would go to his house, and his family had no problem with him or, by extension, me seeing Terminator Two or Aliens. And then if I come home and I say, "Yeah, we watched the movie Aliens," you know, where the aliens sexually rip out of people's bodies, <laughs> and then it's that moment where your parents call over, they're like, "I don't know how y'all do things over in Japan." and your uh-huh. household, but over here in America, our kids just aren't ready for this level of evil and, and scariness <laughs> on the monsters. That's and that's too what many it feels teeth, like. bro. Yes. That's too many teeth on that monster. Seriously, and that's what it feels like here watching it. It's like, I, I feel like these monsters are a little out of place as far as how scary they are. <laughs> I like it, though. And it is a scary world through uh-huh. most of the cartoon. Yes. That's, this is the origin story, so I guess it's not typical of a Rainbow Bright adventure. They didn't even tell us her origin first. They told it through this a yes. little bit later. We enter Rainbowland as a world of craggy cliffs, eternal night, and storm filled with ugly, mean animals. Uh-huh. These animals are actively <laughs> rude to people. <laughs> you said birds with teeth. Get no, out of thank there. You. No, no, no. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If the birds have teeth, <laughs> you should leave. Yeah, she she should have orbed right the fuck out of yes, there. Because she arrives. We see how shitty the world is. Yeah. It's colorless, basically. Yes. Rainbow Bright arrives in Rainbowland uh-huh. in a ball of light with a little rainbow carry-on luggage. Or uh-huh. you, you said it was a lunch pail. <laughs> a lunch pail. Yeah, it looks like she just stepped off a flight. It's yeah. very cute. Uh-huh. And this is the section of the show where we're going to start getting into the very complicated world and I say not just complicated, but mysterious, mystical even, world of Rainbow Bright. She arrives from where? Don't know. She arrives in an orb of light on this terrible place. A voice, a disembodied voice that I was just writing down as fairy godmother voice. Yeah. <laughs> an adult woman says to her, one, calls her Wisp. So she has a different name. Uh-huh. Her name is Wisp. Yeah. She's still dressed like Rainbow Bright. <laughs> like she's not in drab colors or whatever. She's Rainbow Bright. She's, she, yeah, she's AKA Wisp. Yes, yes, but Wisp is her name. And the very godmother voice tells her, Find the light and the color of this land and set it free and the darkness will disappear. Where do I start? Look for the sphere of light. The sphere of light. Yep. Whatever the... Whatever that is. 
That could be a lot of things. That could be a lot of things as far as yeah. I'm concerned. Like that is just such a- It's open-ended. It's a very fantasy novel type thing to say yeah. in its genericness. Um, but that, like she's a little color messiah. Right. Like she has arrived in a broken world in dire need of shattered. something. It's shattered there. Yes. Well. And she has arrived and is given from on high, uh-huh. never identified, yeah. a, a quest to find light and bring it into this world. And she's up for it because as we said- she is brave, she is determined, and that means that for 40 minutes between two episodes, I'm having heart palpitations because this little girl and her adorable friends are faced with peril. They're missing after death. peril. Yes, <laughs> they're barely missing almost it. dead. Yes. Over those two episodes, they're attacked by animals. They fall into numerous ravines. Constantly, with, nobody can with stand. With piranha. <laughs> yes, with, <laughs> with piranha. Is it piranha or piranhas? <laughs> Yeah, with piranhas. With Pir- piranha piranhi. sounds like I am, she's with child. She uh. is with piranha right now. <laughs> <laughs> they fall into numerous ravines, almost drown, Yeah, almost fall into molten lava, almost struck by lightning. They face dragons, monsters, and a very handsy forest of tree people. <laughs> a very handsy forest of tree people. They are... Those trees are canceled, by oh, the way. Oh, 100%. Absolutely. I yeah. never want to hear from them again. Yeah. They, it's very bad. All of this is happening, and it just, they're so cutely drawn and uh-huh. so sweetly portrayed. I just felt like, no, 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 no. Like, I wanted to run in and just save. It's like one of those cartoons where there's like Popeye's trying to get his baby back, uh-huh. and it keeps going off the side of uh, construction sites and shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was me, but I couldn't help. Uh-huh. I could only watch. You, you or I would have been killed instantly. I would have been struck down the second I got there. Yeah, we, w- I, yeah we wouldn't have the cute power. No, yeah. the bird with teeth would have eaten me. <laughs> taking my eyes out. This is also where we start to meet Rainbow Bright's extended family and friends. We've really just talked about her up to this point. Yeah. But in the course of figuring out, I guess, just surveying how shitty this world is currently, uh-huh. she runs into a little fella named Twink. Yes. He is what we would call a sprite. You know what we need? A plan. Let's go talk about this. Welcome back. We got a plan. Good idea, huh? A sprite in this world, they're just like a, an egg, but with fur on it, and then a face and limbs that are rainbows. And a fashion belt. And, okay. They have a Batman-style utility belt. <laughs> and at first, I was like, well, what are, do they just keep like jelly beans in there? Like, what is what is it that they would have that for? Yeah. The belts are to keep what are called color crystals. Or color sprinkles. Those are not the same thing, Travis. But they, I'm sorry to correct you. But they mine. They mine the color sprinkles in the no. in the color caves. No, Am I, I wrong? Will, I will Is my not, folklore wrong? I will not let you besmirch this very complicated well, process. Continue. Here's as I understand it, Travis. Mm-hmm. Here's as I understand. No, I cannot blame you. And I will say, I could be wrong. I did read this multiple times. If I get it wrong, mm-hmm. I apologize to you and to everybody out there. <laughs> I never really asked myself, where do colors come from? Uh-huh. I didn't realize that there was such an industrial method, link, a yeah. method of refinement of minerals and, and people doing backbreaking work. They're alchemists, damn it. They are. The sprites live in caves and they mine, as I understand it, color crystals. Okay. Which they then crush into a putty or dough and cut into star shapes. So it's like making cookies, oh, basically. Okay. Then those are heated, so still like cookies. They shrink down when they are heated and turn into star sprinkles. Why Why was that ever established in the cartoon? It's cute. 
It's cute that they uh-huh. bake up these star sprinkles, which we'll get to how those even get used further down the line. But this is already like a whole baking process. Uh-huh. And they mine it. That, that's their whole life's work yeah. is just that's mining stars. That's it is, but all for the sake of color. Uh-huh. So that you can see a beautiful sunset. Next time you're enjoying a sunset, think of a little of a little sprite whose back is out now, who can't support the family anymore because they've been mining these sprinkles or whatever the hell for years. Yep. <laughs> All to bring you that. Yeah, yeah. sit on that. Not featured in this episode, yeah. but to give you an idea of how complicated they like to make it. And I understand that the same thing with Care Bears. You end up with Care Bear cousins, the, the Care Bears babies, just all kinds of shit because it's like, well, hell, how do you make more merchandise and it's not just the same things over again? Baby G.I. Joe method. Stretch it out. There you go. Stretch give it more. out. Well, so they deepened the lore even more and it's not in this episode. Yeah. But as far as sprites go, they all seem to be guys, but not true. There are also <laughs> girl sprites who have different, slightly different features yes. from the male sprites. And they, of course, have to take care of the baby sprites. Sprites aren't just adults from birth. Yeah. They got to come from somewhere. They're babies. <laughs> there are also spectra sprites who come from the diamond planet Spectra. Oh, you didn't know there was even another planet involved? I didn't tell you about that? Well, it reflects light into the universe and keeps planets warm. <laughs> they have a fully defined Mythology, cosmology, whatever. It's drawn in hieroglyphics in a cave on, on the. Uh... I think you. I think. You, I think you had it right. Uh-huh. Where it is some hippie who cleaned up their act, like they got cleaned and they came out with a new age belief system, and this is it, and it's uh-huh. like scrawled at their rehab <laughs> bedroom somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And God bless them for it because it is very cute and it is very positive. <laughs> So now that Twink and Rainbow Bright are united and they're they're a team now, they're going to save the world. They're trying to find the sphere of light. They happen on a field of frozen beings, mostly sprites. Uh-huh. It's, it reminds me of Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. I believe the uh, White Queen did this to people, turned them into statues. They're actually just frozen in ice. And they're like beams coming down from the sky, alternating lightning and ice. Right. Very dangerous. <laughs> they shouldn't be here. Yeah, that's, that's rough. Here they find a frozen horse. Uh, one, the, the other, like, there's really three main characters. You got Twink, you got Rainbow Bride, of course. And this guy, this asshole, Starlight. <laughs> Now, I will say, I really enjoy the performance of this horse, Starlight, who they free and they ultimately make friends with and ride around. And he's the other second banana to Rainbow Bright. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But this guy thinks he is hot shit and claims to be a flying horse. This is what I keep reading about him. He's a flying horse. Yep. Well, he doesn't have wings. He's not even a unicorn. He's just a horse with a rainbow mane. (laughs) And most of the time when he's running, he's just running on a rainbow that Rainbow Bright made Uh with her powers. So is he not just a horse who's really full of himself? Who's riding on those coattails? Absolutely. He takes every opportunity to build himself up. He'll say things like, I'm Starlight, the most wonderful horse in the universe. It's a good thing I'm so splendidly graceful. All in a day's work for the magnificent Starlight. And you expect him to follow it up with, my mother told me so. She always said this. Mother always told for me I was sure, wonderful. He will for sure tell you what he majored in in college. Uh, 100%. Yeah, yeah. And someone made him that way. Yeah. So take it easy on him a bit, but also <laughs> don't ever date the guy. Uh, it's going to be about him and it's not going to be fun. Uh-huh. Along the way, Rainbow Bright finds out that not only does she need the sphere of light, she needs something called the color belt. <laughs> And this is a magical item uh, that will give her, ultimately give her the powers of con- at least controlling rainbows. That's all I know it does for sure. I like the idea of magical items. They're, you know, it's like Legend of Zelda, any number. I mean, yeah. He-Man, like these are cool <laughs> things. But to make the a belt the magic thing 
it's just always weird to me because it's such a utilitarian piece of clothing. Like yeah. uh, magic armor, absolutely. Magic sword, magic ring, like even a magic shirt. We all got to wear shirts. Uh-huh. But a belt is there for one of two reasons, maybe both. To keep my pants from falling down comically. Yes. And to make me not look like a weirdo when I tuck my shirt in. <laughs> It's the only reason I have a belt. It's sort of having to be like, oh, this belt, well, it creates uh-huh. magical force fields. It's like, why? Why is that thing also attached to that? But that her belt looks like a little rainbow with a star at the end. And it matches her perfectly. It does. It, yeah. it completes her her costume. Her <laughs> outfit is now finally on fleek. Oh, yes. Well used. So they are looking for this belt and happen upon out of nowhere. Like you get no warning. A baby. <laughs> they discover they, they escape drowning in a river and find a baby. A damn baby. She is conservatively seven years old, Rainbow Bright. And and I would say younger than that. She yeah. is tiny and and looks she is barely not a zygote yeah. at this yeah. point. Uh-huh. And she is discovering with a horse and a tiny, cute little <laughs> sprite guy. Yep. A, a, a little baby. swaddled baby. This is babies taking care of babies. This is babies having babies. Yeah. I've said it before. You have said it before. I'll say it again. Yeah, this we're is woke. Highly we're woke. appropriate. Yeah. yeah. It's also very biblical. I mean, you're discovering a swaddled baby by the river. The baby's very important. We'll come to find out. But for most of the episodes, it's just that they got to take care of a baby that's crying. Mm-hmm. Like just yet another. <laughs> and, and crying babies activate something in human beings, unless you're a sociopath. Like, hey, something's wrong and I need to fix it. Uh-huh. And they're adding that on top of, by the way, there's a seven-year-old girl who might get eaten by a dragon or is being felt up by a fucking tree. <laughs> or what? Like, it's just, they're making it tense, man. Uh-huh. It's dark and tense because this is all set against like a, a wasteland, essentially, because right? the place sucks. Uh-huh. It sucks. They escape over to a cave that just happens to have the color belt in it. Rainbow puts it on. It immediately reveals to them the existence of the color kids, which are kind of the demigods of this pantheon of of rainbow-ness, I guess. Because Rainbow Bright is like the central one. Yep. And then you've got seven children, again, Mm -hmm. called the color kids who are, quote, in charge of the colors of the universe. The apostles, if you will. Yes, thank you. (laughs) We're the color kids, keepers of the enchanted star sprinkles, to help the one who wears the belt make the world bright and filled with color. I didn't realize before watching this cartoon that colors needed managing. I thought they pretty much just took care of themselves, you know? I've never had a problem with them unless yeah. I caused the problem. Like, I, I used the wrong marker. Uh-huh. Uh, but apparently they need a lot of management, a lot of work, uh, an individual overlooking each of the seven colors that we uh. recognize. <laughs> The Roy. The, the Roy. G. I keep wanting to list them off like uh-huh. the, like each of the colors, and then I start with Roy, yeah. not red. <laughs> you got Roy. Oh, shit. Roy, yeah. Orenthal. Uh-huh. Uh, Yasamichael? Yasamichael, yes. Like, what? I don't know what the management looks like. In the cartoon, it really just looks like this thing doesn't have color yet. Let's add color to it. Uh-huh. And then what's the what happens after <laughs> that? Are you like, hey, we came up with a new red, by the way, Rainbow. I'm just giving you the quarterly review. Also, purple is really down this season. I don't know what's going on, but we got to <laughs> pump that back up. Now, the color kids, I will say, are very ironically named because except for one, they are whiter than mayonnaise on white bread. Yeah, uh, it is all a bunch of white kids except for the one named Indigo Doll, who is supposed to be of Middle Eastern descent, unspecified. Yeah. Just that that's true, <laughs> and she has darker skin and her hair is black. Yeah, uh, we got blue is 
Buddy Blue. Mm-hmm. Now, Buddy Blue is athletic, as I understand it. Oh, they always are. Yeah, I mean, he's a boy. Yep. <laughs> what kind of good blue-blooded American boy is an athletic also? Uh, shy Violet, uh-huh. and she is very smart. She wears glasses, so you know that. She, she does machines. She does. She, you're as right. As the story progresses, she would do machines You're eventually. absolutely right. Yeah. She does machines. You have Patty O'Green, who I believe is responsible for making all the beer green on St. Patrick's uh-huh. Day. That is her one duty. <laughs> Everything else is taken care of. But she right. dies it herself. Yep. And then you have the one that I imagine they just had to be so proud of themselves for naming, Red Butler. I'm Red Butler. I was in charge of the Red Star Sprinkles. Which doesn't mean, what does that mean? I'm out. I don't know. I I know Rhett Butler. I know who Rhett Butler is. Uh But how is that a joke on anything? He does. He's not Southern. He doesn't look like Clark Gable. Uh There's no nothing about that. He is Red Butler. You would assume that he is just a butler in a red suit. Uh But he is not. He is Red Butler. Yeah, I'm out. Yeah, Yeah, 100% out. But, I mean, he is, he sure has that name. (laughs) (laughs) They did it. He does own the name, yeah. Yes. If we have Rainbow Bright, why do you even need these kids? Mm. I don't know. I feel like she's very capable. She could take care of it. But if she's like the CEO, then they each have a branch, red, yellow, green, et cetera, yeah. uh, that I guess they take care of and report back to her. And she probably is like, you know what? Tell green, take it easy this year. It makes some room for yellow. Yellow's coming back. We're going to make a yellow season uh-huh. and then go through that. <laughs> the color kids are an important part of the ecosystem of the industrial process of making colors exist and making sure they're good. They are called quote, the keepers of the enchanted star sprinkles. Yes. Okay. Now that's Sprite Erasher. Yeah. They may be the keepers, but they're not the makers of the star sprinkles. Yeah. (laughs) The sprites (laughs) mine that and then create star sprinkles. And then all the kids do is they take the star sprinkles and say like, Oh, this should, this is green. I'll make green with this. It's the office job. It, this system is broken. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody in this this system is unnecessary. At this point, I'm going to say the color kids. Uh-huh. I think I think the sprites can handle it. They're very cute. They're little creative guys. I think they can handle it just fine. <laughs> but this whole thing needs to be streamlined. You can't tell me that this is as good as it gets uh. with making color. <laughs> Take a long, hard look at the system and revamp it. The color belt shows Rainbow Bright and her pals that there are color kids in the world. They, yeah. they do exist. But the problem is that they have been banished to the seven corners. So this is a seven-cornered <laughs> land, as yeah. they would put it. They've been banished. You uh. got to go save each one of them from some specific peril or danger. Yeah. So again, just a list of probably like, hey, you're going to be held at gunpoint. You're going to be carjacked. You're gonna, like, <laughs> I'm surprised these things didn't happen. To the, the Someone's going to offer you medicine that's not for you. Uh-huh. Someone's, you got to go save them because someone out there doesn't like color and is taking all the color out of the world. They are a reverse Ted Turner. Oh, they yep. will decolorize everything. <laughs> they can't stand the color. Yeah. And these are the villains. They are watching our heroes through metal nanny cam flowers that pop out of the ground. Yes. Those yeah. are cool. They are. No, it's cool design. Like I'm putting some in the, in the yard. Yeah. Oh. I want to see these dogs that are walking by my house and check them out. <laughs> what we have are two lackeys, a lackey and a sub lackey. A really sub lackey. A really sub lackey. Yeah. And then above them, a not so much seen bad guy uh-huh. who's only here for this for this <laughs> special, these two-parter. The other guys, they stick around. We have Murky Dismal uh-huh. is our kind of lead bad guy, <laughs> yep. even though he is a goon of an over bad guy. He is an inventor and a scientist and wants to destroy all color. As I read it, I, I looked it up Yep, because it makes people happy. 
So he hates happy. He is one of these bad guys. We said it before. Evil equals good. Yep. It makes people happy. I don't like it. But he is a little green guy. He's wearing like gray and black and white. Uh. But his skin is a pale green. So he... <laughs> He does have color to him. It looks just like a Viking uh, Mario, yes, like you mentioned earlier. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Long black hair and a mustache and things. Yeah. He is really cute. Uh, I, it's he, and he's fun. He's well yeah. portrayed. The super glue machine. It'll make that little meddler and their friends so gloomy. <laughs> they won't care what happens to them. I think he went to school as a kid uh-huh. and made a really bold color combination choice. Oh, with clothing? Yeah, with clothing. Okay, yeah. He went to school dressed loudly, we'll say, Oof. and that he got some pushback for that, got made fun of. Got thrown and in the now, trash can, swirly, yeah. Yeah, it's like, fuck it. I don't understand colors, so no one gets to have them. Because uh-huh. I, I did it wrong, apparently. Uh-huh. <laughs> he is paired with his sub-lackey, Lurky. You got Murky Dismal and you got Lurky. Lurky is Snuffleupagus on two legs with big red sneakers. Yeah. That's, I mean, you could stop there. We won't, but you could stop there. Mm-hmm. He kind of looks like one of the Twinks, just made big, but colored like Snuffleupagus. He has a big dangling schnoz, a nearly pornographic nose at the front of his face because it's so large and bulbous and hangs and, and moves around. Uh, he actually loves color, apparently. Like, when he encounters it, he's uh-huh. like, oh, look at the pretty colors. He's an yeah. idiot. I feel like he's a reject sprite. I mean, I well, feel yeah. like he really is. Yes. Yeah. Lurky, look at all the pretty colors. They try to make him out in the stuff that I read like he's a good guy. He's actually a good guy. And he'll accidentally mess up the evil plans because he loves uh-huh. color. But he is along with Murky, enslaving sprites to, like, bring them their dinner. So I I don't, I can't get behind him just being like, a, I just like colors, but I don't know who's good or bad. Uh. Like, you are directly benefiting from the enslavement of these little sprites. Like, I can't be cool with that, man. Yeah. And that might be his evil, own people. Evil is evil. Evil is evil. Evil. Evil is equals evil equals cool. <laughs> Stay woke. Look, he looks like a big sprite with a ball in his face. So yes. that's, don't trust him. <laughs> And they are in the service of a a mostly unseen villain until the end named the King of Shadows, who kind of is the same same problem as the monsters. He's a little too scary looking for Uh. a kid's show named Rainbow Bright about a world of colors like he you never really see his face but he is a robed glowing eyed uh, evil handed man because you definitely see his hands uh-huh. and they are kind of like emperor from Star Wars hands with long nails someone's come seeking the seer of light you must stop her on your feet he wants the world I guess enslaved to a uh, lack of color and that's about it that's all we ever learn he's uh-huh. a bad guy <laughs> but he yells at them like just he's kind of ever present with the bad guys and yells at them to go stop Rainbow Bright. She's fucking our shit up. Right. <laughs> Can't let her do that. <laughs> so they ride out on what they call the grunge buggy. Yes. <laughs> Get the grunge buggy started. If it doesn't have a Pearl Jam sticker on it, it's not a grunge buggy. <laughs> if it's not blasting man in the box. It is not a grunge buggy. Yeah, if, you, if you're not wearing uh, flannel, it's, it ain't a grunge it's buggy. not a grunge buggy. You're dude. not you're not stepping on the pedal with a Doc Martin. It ain't a grunge <laughs> buggy. Embedded. <laughs> it's just a cool dune buggy. Is all uh, it really looks like. As a trash can as the sidecar. Uh, and uh, hey, I love that. But yeah, if they're gonna throw around words like grunge, they didn't know yet. But uh-huh. you gotta be careful. Yeah, it was on the brink. They didn't know who they were dealing with. <laughs> well, shit ensues. 
there's too much that happens and we got to focus on the important things here, like where colors come from and yeah. who who is God in this situation. <laughs> but to break it down, the bad guys steal the baby. So the yep. baby is kidnapped. By the sub-lackey. The sub-lackey, the sub-lackey actually, man, just to actually grabs yeah. the baby. Yeah, yeah well, Rainbow, you're, you're laying down on the job. Yes. If you're going to let your sub-lackey uh-huh. take the baby. Rainbow Bright and friends are managing to free all of the color kids and there's one that's left in the castle of the King of Shadows, who is being tortured uh, when they see her. It's it's by, shy Violet by gray uh, monster Ghosts. vapors. Yes. yes, like so. This world is is pretty. Uh-huh. They they give you the cute and the simple. They give you the cake, but they also give you the gruel. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well played. They have to go to the King of Shadows castle. Yeah. They're going to confront him specifically, Rainbow Bright. Now that she has the color belt, she has the power. Uh She hasn't really tapped into it a whole bunch yet, but she knows it's important. As she's fighting the King of Shadows, she sends a signal to Starlight the horse and Twink and all the sprites and specifically the color kids. Hey, do your thing while I'm distracting this guy. If that's all you needed to do. I don't know how powerful this guy was, but the, the kids are running across the land, just like all just running whichever direction they want, but that sends color all over. So it's it's being Ted Turnered. Uh-huh. They're technicoloring it. Sprinkled. And at this point, you've got this tiny seven-year-old girl versus a monster in a robe. And it's kind of looking- Holding a baby. Yes, holding a baby yep. just like in its hand, just like I would a candy bar. Just Give like, I got that. Yes. And that's when the baby reveals its true nature. It's glorious. It rises into this sky- and turns into the sphere of light that the fairy godmother voice at the beginning of the show told Rainbow Bright she has to find. Yes. Well, okay, so for starters, hey, baby, why didn't you turn into this sooner? Uh-huh. I found you last episode, and you're the only thing I really need here, so why didn't she just let me know? Why didn't she let me know? But We so, could have skipped all of yes, this. Yes, but so is the baby, is the baby Jesus? And it's turning into the Holy Spirit. I don't know. I don't even understand what exactly happens then, except that it causes Rainbow Bright to be able to finally tap into the power of her belt and wrap the king up in rainbow bands, throw Uh him off into the world. He he never (laughs) shows up again. He's done. And the baby disappears (laughs) into into the light. So it's it's confusing, (laughs) needless to say. And the whole thing feels like it kind of like they came up with some mythology. And then by the end, they're like, oh, shit, what about that? Sphere? Like, I don't know. Maybe just make the baby. Yeah, let's torch the baby. Yeah. yeah. OK, now th- that's the end of the cartoon. OK, they bring color and gladness back to the land and set up future specials of Rainbow Bright to be in Rainbow Land. <laughs> but I was so thrown by the ending because not only does the baby turn into a sphere of light, but the fairy godmother voice comes on and deems who we've been calling Rainbow Bright, but remember, she's been Wisp this uh-huh. whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She says, You shall be known henceforth as Rainbow Bright, and all the beauty of all the lands is entrusted to your care. Protect it well. I was just flabbergasted by the fact that they brought the voice back at the end and never explained who she is, why she is in charge of Rainbow Bright, why this baby thing happened, because the baby didn't do shit except for get... <laughs> That's how babies are. You know how they are. Didn't do shit except for get kidnapped and then reveal that it's a powerful item. Uh Okay. So I dug into the Rainbow Bright Wiki to learn a little more. I dug into the scripture, if you will. Okay. Yeah. Because it's the closest we got to it. Yeah. Okay. From the Rainbow Bright Wiki. And they're talking about the disembodied voice that I've been calling Fairy Godmother. This woman is never seen and maybe non-physical in nature. You think? (laughs) We never saw her. She's just a voice. We know uh, that part. Yep. Okay. She has been dubbed Lady Bright 
by some, meaning some of us that love Rainbow Bright. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it has been speculated that she and Baby Bright slash Sphere of Light, the little baby. Yeah. And so they have a name for her too, Baby Bright, uh-huh. <laughs> are all one and the same, as if the voice was the spirit of Baby Bright, Sphere of Light, which became restored as Wisp takes her place as Rainbow Bright. <laughs> Mother. Daughter, Holy Spirit. Exactly. I I mean, this is cool, but man, (laughs) where did it come from and why? Why was this like, I mean, they really, it it feels like you gave us mythology and you walked away from it. Uh You you put down like a whole thick book of stuff and then you walked away with half the pages. Like, I guess it's up for interpretation (laughs) and that's what makes it feel so spiritual. Like they are trying to hand down a tale of a pure being of color and joy and life. <laughs> Rainbow bright. <laughs> Written on the walls of a, of <laughs> of a, a rehab, rehab community room. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> now, the original cartoons, ones we're talking about, did not last past 1986. 2014, Rainbow Bright is back in action in tunes for three episodes. Yep. I don't know how many times since I've been an adult, I've been told that the 80s are back. <laughs> But it's a lot. It's often. Like, I don't even know if they've left again. I Uh I feel like they left for for the 90s and then came back because I remember being in college and there was 80s night at the local bar. And and then I'm like, okay, so the killers are cool now. So we'll get through this. And then, oh, no, wait, the 80s are still around. Okay. 80s are here. 80s are here. And guess what? They are cool. So I support. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) This cartoon comes out in 2014. People who grew up with Rainbow Bright, specifically a lot of little girls who are now grown women who grew up with Rainbow Bright, may be becoming parents around this time. I mean, they're going to be in their 30s and 40s, probably. Hallmark creates a cartoon. It's just a three-parter on their streaming service. But they cast, I mean, to give you an idea of what I think they're doing. Okay. They cast as the villain, Molly Ringwald. And who, what kid would give a shit? None. And not. I'm sure she did a fine job, but it's not like you have to. She wasn't involved in the original thing. Her only connection is that she also was popular in the 80s. 80s yeah. So I feel like what their Hallmark says is like, OK, with the Care Bears, with Rainbow Bright, these things, kids want to buy it. Maybe they don't. But parents might buy it. If mom grew up with Rainbow Bright, she might say, I remember that. And then the old like muscle memory kicks in. And she suddenly blacks out and wakes 16 up. 16 candles. Yes. Yeah. And she's uh-huh. got an 80s thing. Like she's bought the whole series or whatever. And, and now the kid's going to be exposed to it. Yeah. That kid's going to grow up and in 2034, do the same thing. Yeah. And it's just, a, you just got to keep sowing, planting those seeds and sowing them every 20 to 30 years. And you will have a franchise that will never truly die. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of the Days Past Tooncast, everyone. We love talking about Rainbow Bright. We love Rainbow Bright. Rainbow Bright, you're great. Rainbow Bright. Bring the light to us, Rainbow Bright. Rainbow Bright. Coming yes. in the night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Out of sight. We have some alternate lyrics that uh, you guys can ask us about it if you want to hear them. Um, Travis, I-, I need to check in with you really quick. Do you ever want to watch a Rainbow Bright cartoon again for Days Past Tunecast? Uh Please, sir. Yes. Okay. okay. Well, I'm a big no. So, nah, nah, that's fine. That's fine. We can do that again someday. Someday. Uh, until that time and until next time, how about you guys head on over to Apple Podcasts and give us a written review and a five-star rating. It really helps out the show because the more you guys do that, the more we pop up in feeds for people on Apple Podcasts. And you guys want to see us be successful, don't and you? Prosper. Yes. 
So do that. Mm-hmm. Hey, listen, also check us out on our Twitter and Instagram at DP Tooncast. And you know what else is colorful, Will? I think so. <laughs> our website. <laughs> yep, all of our pods are over there. 100 strong. Uh, DPTooncast.com. Go check it out. It's great. It is great. Yes. Also great. We have a schedule lined up right now. We're taking it easy during the summer months. Frankly, we and you are lucky that we're releasing anything in the summer. Usually, we just power this sucker down and don't release. We we go to sleep for three months straight and never talk to each other. But we're going to be releasing just an episode a month these next couple of months so that we can save up some episodes and come back strong in October. We'll tell you more about that as we get closer to it. But come back next month. You're going to hear all about a brand new cartoon for us. It's a wide-reaching subject that is super popular again over the past 10 years. It used to be you got beat up if you liked it. Now you're the one doing the beating. <laughs> the cartoon in question, Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, Swords. Hello. Monsters, magic. It's happening. <laughs> and it's perfectly suited for September for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what we're going to be doing, guys. Come back next episode next month. Until then, tutor my duder. <laughs> tutor my duder. Rainbow bright. See you through the night. Give the neck a bite, giving you a fright. <laughs> Dracula. Yikes. <laughs> Yikes on bikes. <laughs>